Welcome to Word Today. I am Levi Johnny Griffin, and if you are new here, I want you to know that everyone has a bias, so I need you to identify yours and check it at the door because the only opinion that matters here on Word Today is God. The topic for today is you have more gift than you have room. There's a couple things you need to know today. You need to know that God has given you a gift and your gift will open doors. Your gift will push negativity out of your life. Your, your gift will bless you. Your gift will lay crooked paths straight. Your gift will bring you to high places. Your gift will lift you out of the mud. Your gift will strengthen you. You have more gift than you have room today on Word Today. Okay, so I really want you guys to take notes today because there's a ton of scriptures. There's a lot, lot, lot of material, um, but we're going to press through it. I'm going to try to keep it moving, and I just really, please take a second and take some notes. I want you to grab some notes um, grab, take them in your iPhone or your phone, take them on, um, a notepad, take them in your web browser, take them in your Evernote or your note taking system, take them in sermon notes, which is a cool little app that I use on my iPhone, but take them some type of way. Um, it'll be good for you and it will bless you. Okay. So hopefully that gave you enough time to take some notes. So your gift you have more gift than you have room. So let me give you the context. And there's a few scriptures. Let me give you the context of the scriptures. One, Proverbs 18, 16. And I think everything today, the Bible of choice today, and we always try to choose a new Bible, NIV, CEV. Today, it's the New King James Version. So if you have a New King James Version, go ahead and turn to that. Um, but Proverbs 18, 16, it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. So what does that mean? What does that mean that a man's gift or your gift makes room for you and brings you before great people? What does that mean? It means just that. It means your gift will make room for you. It will bring you to high places. It will bring you uh, to increase. It will bring you to blessing. It will bring you before people that can uh, move you forward in your life, your career, your finances, your love life. My pastor uh, went to his dad or our bishop's pastor who hooked him up and got him a wife. I mean, literally his gift made room for him. Um, so what is that? So let's define, let's break it down. It's a simple scripture. Your, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. But what does it mean? I think the key word here is gift. I think we know what room is and making room uh, is, you know, hey, there's things in here. Let's push it out of the way and make room for this. But the key word here is gift. What does gift mean? Well, I did a little research for you. And if you're on the podcast, there's a link to the notes and you can get all of the notes that I'm actually reading from and prepared. So you can actually get 100% of this message, but still take your own notes. So what does it mean that your gift will make room for you? This is what it means. The transliteration is uh, Nathan or nothing. Uh, and it means to give, put, or set as in set aside, that means anoint, right? So to give, give something, put something aside, set aside. Um, and I like that. What you give, and this is what I kind of came out of this, out of that definition of gift. What you give, put or set aside, anoint, will come back to you and bless you. That's what I got out of it. 
what you give will put you what you give or put aside set aside will come back to you and bless you do i have some scriptural basis for that i do i have a little scripture for you mark 420 new king james of course but these are the ones sown on good ground someone sowing seed and is sown on good ground those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit some 30 fold some 60 and some 100 fold that means the fruit the seed that was planted that God gives them the seed, plants it inside of their heart, and that gift or that seed bears fruit 30, 60, and some 100-fold, depending on who you are. So the gift put inside of you makes room, births forth blessing 30 times more than what was given, 60 times more than what was given, 100 times more than what was given. What you give, what you put, what you set aside for God will come back to you and bless you. Your gift the gift that you give, the gift that you put on the altar of God's heart will come back and bless you some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Now, when we think of gifts, we normally think of money, but there are multiple types of gifts. Uh, and I'm going to hit three right now. The first gift obviously is money. Now, I'm not talking about a tithe. I'm not talking about a tithe. A tithe is owed to God. God gave you 100 percent. You got taxed on that. You give Uncle Sam. I don't understand. You give Uncle Sam his taxes, but you get stingy giving God his. And some Uncle Sam will tax you 20 percent, 30 percent, and you do it. Um, God works on the honor system. Hey, I gave it to you. Just give it back, man. And then sometimes we gripe about it. I'm guilty of that, too. I'm like, man, it's tight. And it's like, but man, God gave me so much. Why not give at least a dime back off of that dollar? So uh, not talking about the tithe. That is not a gift. That's a tax. <laughs> that is not a gift. Uh, but but the offering is a gift. You you can offer a penny. You can offer a thousand dollars. So we're talking specifically about money on, on the three types of gifts on the list here. Um, so the tithe isn't, but you're above the tithe. What you give is a gift. It is a gift to the Lord. It's a gift um, to the kingdom of God. Luke five fourteen says this, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering. For your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. And their offerings were doves, uh, you know, goat, livestock, and that was their currency. That was literally their that was money. It was um, that's how people lived. That's how people made their living. Not just how they ate, but literally how they made a living. Um, most then they had very very little meat. Their diet was mainly vegetarian. They their their livestock was literally like their money. So he's saying, listen, go give some money to the priest, not your tithe. Go make an offering. This is a gift. Go give a gift to the priest. So your money is a gift, not the tithe. I keep saying that, but everything above the tithe, whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars to help uh, to move the kingdom of God forward. It is a gift. And remember, your gift will make room for you and it will come back some 30, some 60 and some 100 fold. Second type of gift, your presence. Just being there is a gift. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. You don't need to give any money or material, and money includes material um, as far as the offering of the gift. You may just donate clothes. You may give someone a car. I've done that before. Just your, your gift makes room. And the first type of gift here listed is your money. The second is your presence. Your presence is so important that it literally is a gift. Just showing up. There's tons of birthday parties 
graduations, weddings. I'll be honest. I just didn't want to go to. I'm human. I did not want to go. I wanted to sit back and watch Netflix and eat popcorn covered in hot sauce. I did not want to go. But I realized that my presence meant something to this person. That's why they invited me. My presence meant something, especially when you have limited seating and you're in an event with limited seating or where, you know, with a wedding, every plate costs a billion dollars. Every every seat that you give out is to someone that you really, really want to be there. And um, so I show up and I smile and I hug people and I'm I, it's like my whole life was lived for this moment. Why? Because your your presence is a gift, Mark 12, 33. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and it's talking about God, the greatest commandments, right? And to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. He's saying that, and remember, your money is your easiest gift. That's the easiest, easiest gift. He's saying, listen, your presence here, which is the second gift, is greater than your money. So it's great to send someone $20 for a graduation gift. So much better just to go to the graduation. Your presence is a greater gift than your money. Your presence is a greater gift. Just, I mean, not giving in. We're literally just talking about being in the room, not contributing to organizing the graduation, not uh, taking people, picking people up. Not, I mean, literally, you just showed up and smiled. Ding, that's it. Your presence is a gift. Your presence, people, is a gift. God loved you and he put something so beautiful in you that people want to be around you and invite you to things. Your presence is a gift. But it's not the greatest gift. Money is the easiest gift. Your presence is a greater gift. But the greatest of the gifts is your time. Your time. Your presence is good. You just showed up and smiled, and yes, that's your time. But when I say here, your time, I mean, this is the most precious gift. This is the giving of yourself. This is helping pick people up. This is helping organize. This is spending your time developing and growing things, growing departments at your church, feeding the homeless. This isn't just merely showing up and smiling. This is literally your time, your effort. Matthew 14, start that verse 14. After two days, it was, excuse me, starting at verse one. After two days, it was the Passover and the feast of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. They're talking about Jesus. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. All of his followers might kind of get, you know, their pants in a bunch because you just killed the Savior. So let's, let's just wait to have to pass over to kill him. It's okay. Uh, verse 3, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, this is Jesus sitting at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask, the alabaster box, of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant, not angry, not upset, not a little passe, indignant among themselves. They were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? 
for it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor folk. Given to the poor people, that's the attitude. They were indignant. And 300 denarii is a year's worth of wages. That means this lady didn't just show up in Jesus' presence. She spent a year of her life in preparation for his presence. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. And this is, this is iconic, your gift, making room for you. Because in this one, she literally had her, her money, because it costs money, her presence, being in the presence of God, and her time, a year of effort, hard labor, a year of, of work. Say you make 40000 a year, it's buying uh, taking that a year's worth of wages, living like who knows what for that year just to survive, or maybe spending two years and saving half of your money, living tremendously below your means. So after two years, you have a year's worth of wages because you've been saving up half from the first year, half from the second year. You have that 40000 or 80000 or 100000 a million, whatever you make in a year, buying just great perfume. And instead of using it over your lifetime, you break the entire bottle over Jesus' head. And the people were indignant. They could have, well, you know what you can do with $40,000 or $60,000 or $100 or $1 million? We could have fed the poor. We could have done this. And they are indignant. Jesus said, let her alone. And this is your gift making room for you. This is your gift. This is having more gift than you have room to receive it. It says this. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. You may do good to them. But me, you do not have always. Eight, she has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Nine, and surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, wherever this gospel, my gospel, the good news, the gospel of God and Jesus Christ, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. This, this, this podcast, those that use this podcast as a Bible study, this is a memorial to the lady with the alabaster box. Jesus said her time, the years that she saved up for this, her presence, her money and effort, I am going to memorialize her to the point wherever they mention me, Jesus, They'll mention her. Wherever the gospel is preached, she will be known. Wow. Wow. So how do you use your time? That's the next thing. Okay. Well, how do you use your time? 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. What is it saying? As you serve me, I will serve you. That's how you use your time. God is saying, listen, as you serve me, I will serve you. I want you to prosper. I want you to have good health. I want you to have a great life. I want you to have everything you need as your soul prospers. So as you grow in Christ, as you read your Bible, as you come to church, as you serve others, remember Jesus washed feet. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus went hungry to feed others. Hey, as you serve the, the kingdom of God, as you get closer to Jesus, I want you to prosper. Uh, in other words, Jesus is saying, be about my business, my business, be about my business, and I'll be about your business. 
You make sure my children are fed, and I'll make sure you are fed. You make sure my children are blessed, I'll make sure you are blessed. You make sure my children grow and come up, I'll make sure you grow and come up. And then you might say, okay, Lord, but does that include food? I know you include health, but food, clothing, money. Matthew 6.33 addresses all of this. Someone's asking about that. What about food? What about clothing? What about all of this? And he said, look, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, everything this, all of this will be added to you. Once again, be about my business and I will be about your business. I got three points. I made the first one. This is the second one. Your gift will push certain things out of your life to make room for better. Remember, you have more gift than you have room. So that means that the room that is there, your gift has to push some things out to make room. It's kind of like those break dances. You know how they'll get in a circle and they'll start motioning people for, get, hey, get out the way. I'm about to do my thing. Bam. Ah, get out the way. And they start making room. Why? Because they're about to break dance. They need the floor. So everyone makes a circle, wide circle. Give them a wide berth. They make a wide circle around them so they can do their thing. Your gift is that that break dancer trying to get people. Listen, I'm about to do my thing. I need you to get. Hey, I need you to get out the way. I'm about to do my thing. So stop trying to hold on to the things your gift is trying to push out of the circle. Your gift is trying to push people out. Let them go, baby. Your gift is trying to push some money out. You say, hey, you need to pay your tithes and give more and offer. Let it go. But hey, you may be saying, hey, you know. Don't need to live in this house sell it hey you don't need these material things give that to the poor i know you want to live in peru but i might need you to live in texas let your gift stop holding on to things your gift is trying to push out of your circle stop trying to hold on to what your gift is trying to push out to make room for better you're holding on to jake when your gift is trying to make room for steve let it go baby luke 638 Still in the New King James. Stay with me. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure. That's in abundance. So as you give your time, your money, your material, as you give of yourself, your presence. Just as you give, God will give you money, give you his presence and give you abundantly. It says good measure. That's abundance. Press down. Press down means there's some force applied to that thing. That's pressure. That means your blessing is applying more pressure than any curse against you. That means your blessing is stronger than anything that's trying to rob you. That means that God is going to bless you with more than, than the things that are trying to be taken away or the things that you give away. Shaking together. That means that there's things that are trying to leave that are good. God's going to bring them together. And running over. That means that that's going to be more than you can handle. What, I have a little cliff note in here. If you're going to go back and read the notes, it says the crumbs are for the crumb snatchers. Let them have it. God didn't don't have you running over for you. If that was enough that he just, he, it'll just be enough. If you can handle 50, God would just give you 50. But God gave you 51. You can't handle that one. Let the one go. I've seen people lose 20 trying to grab one. Don't be greedy. Let it go. You have more than enough. Give it away. Matter of fact, if you can hold 50 and God gave you 51, give the one away and then give nine more with it. Because remember, all he's going to do is give you a bigger capacity. So next time you'll be able to hold 80 and then give 60 away. Next time you'll be able to hold 100, give or give 40 away. It doesn't matter. Just give. Let the crumb snatchers have it. And it says, we'll be put into your bosom. Let's read it all together. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, that's abundance. Press down, that's pressure. Shaking together, that's bringing it back. And running over, that's more for the crumb snatchers. Will be put 
into your bosom for with the same measure, that's generosity, that you use, it will be measured or generously given back to you. So as you bless others, starting to notice a theme through all these scriptures, right? As you bless others, as you give to others, as you make sure others' business in the kingdom, not in the kingdom, as you bless them, God will make sure that you are blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So the first point was what you give, put or set aside, it'll come back to you and bless you. Second was your gift will push certain things out of your life to make room for more, for more people, more money, more material, more, more locations, just more. More means more. And three, my last point is this. You have more gift than you have room. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God, is from above and come down from the Father. That means that you are a gift. God created you. That means you are a gift. That means that you are blessed. That means your smile is a gift. Use it and let God bless you with someone smiling at you. Your time is a gift. Use it and let God give you an abundance of time. You might feel like, oh, I don't have enough time. It's because you're not sowing time, so you're not reaping time. Your talent is a gift. Everything that you you can sing, you're smart, uh, you love charity, you love being around people, you, is a gift. Your talent and personality is a gift and is a good gift because it came from God because you come from God and God never made anything without a purpose. That means you have a purpose. God never made anything that wasn't great. That means you are great. You yourself are a gift. Your money is a gift. God may have gave you 80 cents so you can bless someone else with 65 cents. And he'll let you live off 15 cents and make it stretch like you had 100 cents. Your love is a gift. You loving someone. Your compassion is a gift. Your, your love and compassion, hugging someone, being there for someone, sacrificing your sleep to get up early to go running with someone that doesn't have any friends or just wants you to run with them or wants you to go to their graduation. Your compassion is a gift. Your goofiness is a gift. You think you're just goofy and crazy to be crazy? You're goofy and crazy just so because there's other people that are goofy and crazy that will enjoy and love you. That'll love your presence. It's a gift. Sow it and let God sow more goofy people into your life to make you happy. Your persistence is a gift. You have to just drive to keep knocking things down. And some may see it as negative, and it can be negative if used in the wrong direction. But remember, God wants you to prosper as your soul prospers. Be persistent in saving souls. Be persistent in loving people. And God will make people persistent in loving you. Your vision is a gift. Matter of fact, the Bible says people perish for lack of it. The fact that you have dreams and hope, girl, that's a gift. Dude, that is a gift. Pursue it. You are a gift. And you have more gift than you have room. Listen, I really appreciate you checking out today's podcast. Make sure to find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Levi Johnny Griffin. Hit me up on Twitter at Levi underscore Griffin. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast Platforms, Google Podcast Platforms, and Stitcher. Also, place a link to this podcast in your social media feed and tag me in it, Levi Johnny Griffin, for a chance to co-host a show with me. Hey, I want to leave you with this. Four evidences of Christian faith. One is belief. We believe in what Jesus did on the cross. It's what covers us and gives us access to the glory of God. B, lifestyle. It just means we live like we believe it. Jesus tells us to live right, we live right. C, 
We evangelize. What does that mean? We teach other people about Jesus so they can have faith. Indeed, we spread the lifestyle. We teach them how to live like they have faith. How do we do that? We connect them to a church and we connect them to plenty of Christian material, Bibles, Christian books, Christian movies like The Passion and even Christian podcasts like Word Today. Share it with your friends. If it's blessing you and you're eating and growing from it, let someone else eat and grow from it as well. I love each and every one of you. Let's keep praying and keep pushing in the faith together.